brilliant. I am so glad you are here because this room is rather empty when you're not here. But because you're here and you're, you're worshiping with us, you're, you're part of the family, it is so good, it really is. You can take your seats this morning, give you a very warm welcome. Thank you, worship team, for uh, leading us this morning. Haven't they done a great job? We uh, really appreciate uh, what the, the team are, are doing. It's not easy leading worship when our congregation at this current time are not permitted to, to sing. But there's a day coming when we will, all right? And uh, we're not going to stop. We're going to just keep going on and just uh, thanking God for what he has uh, done and what he is doing. For those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Ian Williams, and I have the privilege of leading this great house. Thank you. Sli sli slightly delayed, but uh, thank you. Uh, I do that simply because I, I'm fully aware that there are those watching online and watching via our videocast that don't necessarily know who we are. And uh, we take sometimes each other for granted, don't we? And we assume everybody, everybody knows. Who's been enjoying the, the theme we've been doing so far over the course of the last four or five weeks? Been a great series. And the, the title of the series has simply been God's Grand Design. And it's my opportunity this morning to bring a conclusion to it, but at the same time, kickstart the next series. Is that okay? So I'm holding the tension of what was, and I'm holding the tension of what will be. And what we're going to be teaching on over the course of the next uh, few weeks it is not just about God's grand design, but living the dream, okay? So, God's grand design and now living the dream. Jordan, just a few weeks ago, started to, to talk to us about the dream becoming a design. Uh, John, in his wonderful Welsh kind of way, and I don't want to say this, but England did beat Wales at football in the week, 3-0. Don't worry, John, your day will come. Not quite sure when, but it will come one day. But he talked about foundation, and then I had the opportunity just to talk about formation and design and building upon the great foundations. And then Jackie and Jordan took two weeks when they started to talk about interior design. What does the internal furnishings look like? And we've had some phenomenal teaching over the course of the last six weeks. And this is week seven of this series, and I trust that I can also bring some quality to the table today. I want to talk about maintenance. Oh, maintenance. You see, if you and I want to live within the context of God's great plan and great design, and if we're going to live the dream that God has for us, we need to learn to maintain the dream because everything in life needs maintenance. Did you hear that, church? I didn't swear at you when I used the word maintenance, so you, you're allowed to respond to me in a positive way. But everything in life needs maintenance to help me set the theme and to help me set the context this morning if you've brought your Bibles, I'd like you to turn to Psalm 127, verse 1. 127, verse 1. And it reads like this. Unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. 
unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. So I want you to begin to see this picture. God is wanting us to build a quality life according to his blueprint and his plan. And it's great to start off by building, but to maintain the building and to maintain the dream that God has for every one of us in this room, we need to have what I've simply entitled a maintenance and a service plan for our lives, okay? I want you to write that down in your journals. The importance of a maintenance and a service plan for one's life. When I think of the word maintenance or to maintain something, it paints a negative picture for me. I am not Bob the Builder. I am not a DIY fanatic. I haven't got a clue how to hold a hammer. I haven't got a clue how to hold a screwdriver. And what I end up doing is I end up hammering where I should be using a screwdriver, and I end up using a hammer where I should be using a, a screwdriver where I should be using a hammer. I, I nearly got that wrong as well, didn't I? You see, I'm not a DIY kind of guy. But I realize this: that if we're going to build and sustain the dreams that God has for us we need to begin to maintain the things that God has deposited inside of us. You see, maintenance can often be tedious and mundane, but maintenance is essential for the well-being of ongoing in life. Maintenance is the provision of the necessities of life, so longevity can continue and the existence of our dreams can be fulfilled. I, I want to enlighten you this morning with this little thought. When God gives you a dream, we need to not just hold on to the dream, but we need to maintain the dream. You see, the maintenance of our dream is like the breath in our lungs. And without breath in our lungs, we soon suffocate the things that God has planned for us. I began to ponder on this a little bit about some do's and don'ts when it comes to maintaining the dream so we can live the dream. To help us this morning, I want to start with the don'ts. Is that okay? So I'm going to start with the don'ts, a negative, and then I'm going to land the positive this morning. To help maintain your dream and my dream so we can live the dream, number one is this. Don't dwell or live in the past. Very, very simple. Don't dwell or live in the past. So many dreams are suffocated because the past has a grip on the breathing of that dream and the existence of that dream. So many times I've sat opposite somebody, individuals or a couple or a family, and what I see, what I begin to discern in the conversation is simply this, that they're allowing their past to sabotage their present and their future. And everything of yesterday is suffocating the dream. In the maintenance and the service plan of your life and your dream, I want to encourage you, don't dwell or live in the past. To help us with that little thought this morning, we need to learn from the past, but we don't live in the past. I 
I've got a great dad who's sitting three quarters back in our service this morning, and I've heard him say this on many occasions when uh, talking about situations and circumstances. He says this, eat the meat, but spit out the bones. Let, let me just emphasize that a little bit this morning. We, we need to look at our past, and we can draw from the past the meat of our past but we need to begin to spit out the bones of the past because those bones can choke you. Those bones can cause damage to you. So, on the maintenance and the service plan to maintain your dream, don't dwell or live in the past. But the second little thought I, I want to present to you this morning is simply this. Don't get stuck in your present. I, I want you to hear this, church. That COVID-19 may be our present, but it's not our preferred reality and future. It's something we are in, but we don't need to become stuck in it. We're moving through it. It's going to take time, but we move through it. And I want to prophesy to those in the room this morning and to those looking through the camera lens this morning as well, that your current reality is not your preferred reality. And God has the knack, the ability to change the long-term reality and move us on from our current reality. There's a, a lovely verse in the King James Version of the Bible. It's highlighted on a number of occasions. It's kind of found in the, in the New Testament more than the Old Testament, and it reads like this, and it came to pass. I love that. It's not found in the new translations or the new transcripts of those Bibles that we are reading today. But the King James Version says, and it came to pass. And I prophesy that over you this morning. It will come to pass. Your current reality is not your long-term reality this morning. You see, what we find ourselves in is a chapter of the book, not the entire book. And what happens when we're reading a book, oftentimes we get stuck in a chapter. And the word of the Lord for us this morning is simply this. In the maintaining of your dream, turn the page of the chapter and begin to read a new chapter. Begin to write a new chapter. Does that make sense to those in the room this morning? Brilliant. The third little point is this this morning. Don't allow your dream to become a nightmare. And if we don't maintain our dream, our dream has the potential to become a nightmare. It really does. I, I think of the story of Joseph the dreamer, described there in the, in the book of Genesis, Old Testament, first book of the Bible. I begin to, to read through that wonderful story. He had a dream, but his journey took him on a pathway which would only be described as a nightmare. He disclosed his dream to his brothers, to his family. They began to persecute him. They then sold him. He was thrown into a pit. He was then sold into the house of Potiphar. He was accused of rape and sexual harassment. He was then thrown into prison. But all the time, he didn't allow the dream to become a nightmare. He remained focused in it and through it. And oftentimes, the fulfillment of dreams are not always the easiest of pathways. 
Am I making sense? Not always the easiest of pathways. And often time we have to go through tricky situations, but eventually we end up in the place where God has destined us to be. And we see that Joseph's dream took him through a nightmare scenario, but the dream didn't become the nightmare. It was part of the fulfillment of what God had for him. He found himself in Pharaoh's palace, second in command and in charge, having authority and influence and power. Why? Because his dream didn't become a nightmare. This morning, I want to encourage the listener and the viewer not to allow the dream to become a nightmare. So let me just recap those. Don't dwell or live in the past. Don't get stuck in the present and don't allow your dream to become a nightmare. They're the don'ts. I want to just focus for a few moments, if you permit me, on the do's of the maintenance and the service plan. Very, very simple this morning. I have one key verse to help us land it this morning. It's Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24. I love this verse. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. I think this is a great do when it comes to the maintenance and the service plan that God wants us to initiate for our lives. The message translation says this, investigate my life. I love that. Investigate my life. What, what's happening here that the psalmist is saying, I want you to investigate and I want you to highlight my, my motives. You see, he starts off by saying, search me. And that's the great start for every maintenance and service plan for the maintaining of the dreams and the vision. God, will you search me? Will you expose things in my life that need to be corrected, realigned? Will you reveal to me the things that need to shift? Will you reveal to me the things that need to be initiated? Will you reveal to me the things that need to be deleted from my life? Search me and know my heart. You see, that, that word know has a number of different meanings. There's an intellectual knowing. I, I know something. And I look, as I look across this learned crowd this morning, I fully recognize that there are more people in this room who know stuff that I don't know. I fully understand that. To know. But also when the Bible says to know me, it talks about an intimate stuff, intimate thing. You see, you may know my wife, but I know her. How do I know her? Because there's a closeness, there's an intimacy connected to that. And what I want to encourage us this morning is simply this. Oh God, will you search me and will you know my heart? Will you know it intellectually, but will you also know it intimately? Know me. You see, that's part of the maintaining of a dream. And to live the plan that God has for you, we need to invite God to, to know us. He then says, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Guys, if you're carrying anxious thoughts this morning, anxiety being your portion, I want to just release you from that this morning, that God begins to step in and to help you. The psalmist then says, will you show me any offensive ways in me? And what I see in this wonderful psalm is some great initiatives for us as a maintenance plan to help us Fulfill the dream, keep the dream, and to cause the dream 
to burn on. You see, I've already told you I'm not Bob the Builder. I, I, I have no, no ability when it comes to DIY at all. I have no interest in, in DIY. And my, my wife has left the building now because she's taken someone to the bathroom. So I was able to confess that without her being in the room. But I realize this. That when it comes to maintenance schedules, there are things that we need to be intentional about. When it comes to maintaining the home, there are things that we have to do daily. When it comes to maintaining the body, there, there are things that we need to do daily. And if we don't do them daily, we cause the body or the house to begin to deteriorate. I've realized this, that there are things that we have to do weekly, monthly, quarterly, half-yearly, or yearly. And I want to encourage the listener and the watcher today that you begin to initiate some maintenance, spiritual maintenance, on a daily basis. What are the things that you and I should be doing daily to maintain the dream and to live the plan that God has for us? What are the things that we need to be doing weekly, monthly, quarterly, half-yearly, or, or yearly? What's your spiritual maintenance plan like to maintain your dream? As I began to, to look into this subject even a little bit more, I, I realized that there are not just maintenance schedules, but there are maintenance checks. That there are checks that we initiate that are preventative. We, they, they prevent a breakdown. They prevent a, a dysfunction or a default. That they prevent it. That there are other kind of checks that are corrective, that you, you go in and you begin to observe that there's something wrong and you are correcting the situation. But, but then there are other types of checks that are required because of an emergency breakdown. When the boiler breaks down or the car breaks down, all of a sudden you have to have an emergency response to that. And I want to encourage those in the room today that you begin to have some preventative checks, some corrective checks, and in those moments of an emergency breakdown, ask somebody to come and help you and to assist you. Why? Because we want to maintain the dream and to live the dream. As I look across the, the building this morning, I, I do recognize those that have the abilities and the skills to do. And what I recognize this is that there are certain jobs that if I had the know-how, I could self-access. I could change that or I could do that because it's within my capabilities and my limited skill. But then I also then realize that there are certain things that I have to call a contractor in to do. He or she comes into the home and does it for us because they have the skills to do it. And there have been the occasions when we brought a contractor in that they've even looked at us and said, this is beyond me. And what they do is they then have to bring a specialist in. Someone who specializes in that task and that function. And as I begin to look at my life, I realize there are certain times I can self-assess and I can remedy the situation but there are other times I need to bring somebody else into my life and allow them to speak into it and allow them to correct it. A pastoral support, a care. But sometimes even on the pastoral support, I realize that actually it's beyond him or her and I need to have someone who has the speciality in a certain thing. 
to address a certain issue. It may be a habit, it may be a marriage, it may be all sorts of things. It may be unemployment, it may be debt. But someone who specializes in that, who can come alongside and help maintain the dream. Am I making sense this morning? Yeah, that, that's good. I, I'm going to, to conclude. I've only got another 10 points to go. Uh, but I, I just want to, to talk a little bit about what I've called my personal. This is my personal. This is me now talking to me. I, I'm not including you. You're just listening in to me talking to me right now. Ian, how are you going to maintain your dream? How are you going to live the dream and stop the dream from becoming a nightmare? And as I sat at my desk and I began to pen some stuff before I began to type it onto the iPad here, there are some things that I've, I've written down here which I want to help you with, and I'm going to say them very fast, and then I want you to contemplate and reflect upon them in your own time. Number one. Number one on my maintenance plan is simply this. I'm going to daily continue to read scripture and not just read scripture, I'm going to apply scripture. The wise man and the foolish man, the only difference to them was that they both heard the word, but only one of them applied the word. And the application of the word made all of the difference. So part of the maintaining of the dream that God has placed within my heart, Jackie and my heart, is simply this, to read scripture and to apply scripture. James says, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Uh, another maintenance plan uh, schedule for myself is simply this, to highlight the importance of prayer and fasting. The New Testament says this, Jesus was talking to his disciples and he says, only this can happen when it was about moving mountains. Only this can happen when you pray and when you fast. There is power in prayer, guys. Did you hear that? There is power in prayer. But when you harness prayer with fasting, Heaven moves. Things shift. So part of the maintenance plan of the dream is prayer and fasting. Another part of the, work, of the maintenance plan that we need to help maintain our dreams is the importance of worship and intimacy. I'm not talking about just singing songs. Anybody can sing songs. As badly as I sing, I can sing songs. But worship is different to singing. It really is. I can take you to the football terraces and they sing songs. You only sing when you're winning. Who do you think you are? All of this kind of stuff. I can take you to the pub at kicking out time. And when they kick them out, guess what? They're singing songs. That's not worship, that's just singing. And part of the maintaining of the dream, the fulfilling of the dream, and to stop your dream becoming a nightmare, I want to encourage you to become worshipers. Worshipers. As you worship, as you 
practice intimacy with God. Intimacy is allowing God close to you. It really is. Another one, to help maintain your dream, practice solitude and silence. Now, you never thought you'd hear Ian Williams say, practice solitude and silence. That seems to go against the grain of who I am, but actually, I love solitude and silence. The Bible categorically says this, be still and know that I am God. And to help maintain your dream, I want to encourage you to find moments and times where, where you find solitude and silence. Still yourself in the busyness of life and, and know him. Another little thought to help you this morning is this. To help maintain your dream, practice good stewardship and giving. You see, our, our giving and our stewardship is a reflection of one's heart. Where one's treasure is, so their heart will be. And to maintain the dream, to live the dream, to fulfill the dream, be good stewards and be good givers. What I've discovered is this, and John, you can come and start to take your place at the keys if you would. What I've discovered is this, that part of the maintaining of my dream is the importance of sharing my faith. I have been rescued and I have been recruited. I've been rescued from a lost world and I've been recruited to help others discover who I have discovered. Who have I discovered? I've discovered the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And to help maintain your dream, church, church family, whether you're watching in this country or watching in another part of the world, to help maintain your dream when you begin to share your faith. Something is ignited, something is resonated inside of you that this is what I've been saved and called to do. To help maintain my dream. I wanna just keep it simple. Simplicity and humility is the key. When I was uh, training to, to be a, a minister with our denomination, the Assemblies of God, Great Britain, I remember sitting in a, a lecture and listening to this wise, aged man who looked across the pulpit and he said this, in everything you do, have the kiss principle. The moment he said kiss, all of the red-blooded young men in the room listened intently. He said this, keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. And as I began to just ponder on that, I, I realized this, to help maintain my dream, let's take away the complexity of things and let's begin to make things more simple. Even Jesus in his teachings, he says, come to me as children, not, not as those who think they know it all, but come to me as simple children. The eighth one and coming to a conclusion to help maintain your dream church, learn the art of forgiveness and giving mercy. Because if you don't, it will suffocate your dream. Forgive those who trespass against you. Father, forgive my trespasses. You see, we have been forgiven 
And because we have been forgiven, we too need to learn the art of forgiving. And forgiveness is the key for you fulfilling your dream. We need a little bit of perseverance, don't we, in the world we live in? Perseverance is the the ability to kind of say, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to run the race. and I'm going to, to fight the fight and I'm going to keep the faith. You see, to maintain your dream, you need perseverance. I love it when I sit down with those who have been in the faith for such a long time. For those who have been exercising faith, following Jesus for 40, 50, 60 years, I love their stories. And what I sense from their stories is they are men and women of perseverance. They've persevered through stuff. That will maintain and help you fulfill your dream. And in conclusion, look at this. It means I've nearly finished. If you want to maintain your dream and live the dream, and we're going to talk on it over the next few weeks, if you're going to live your dream, we need to be disciplined. Disciplined. You see, this spiritual disciplines will determine your shape. If I get the kettlebell and begin to swing the kettlebell, if I do the squats, if I do the forward thrust and the backward thrust, if I do the ups and the downs, if I take hold of the weights, guess what? Over the course of time, my shape will change. I'll be more hunky than I am now. I'll be more physically fit. It will change my shape. But if I choose not to do anything, I will have a shape, but it won't be the right shape. You see, we all have a shape, and our shape is determined by how we maintain ourselves. And I want to encourage you this morning as I hand back to Jordan, who will round our service up and bring it to a conclusion. God's got a grand design for this house, and God's got a grand design for you as an individual. But if you're going to fulfill and live that grand design and live that dream, you need to maintain it. Will you join a maintenance plan with me as we begin to see the fulfillment of God's plan for this house and for every individual? Be blessed this morning.